Welcome to the ninth episode of Digitally Speaking. This is your host Ali Sikander. Danal Ghazal works for the Internal Communication Department of Qatar Foundation. Lately, she deactivated all her social media accounts. You want to know why? Listen to this podcast. Hi Dana, how's it going? Hey Ali, it's going good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So, a couple of weeks back, I read an article on our corporate website that you have completely disconnected from social media, and I know we had a conversation about this earlier as well. I just want us to talk about this openly with our listeners on, you know, why did you do that and everything. But before we jump into that, can you just talk a bit about yourself like, you know, where did you go to school and when did you start working for KF and everything? Absolutely. Uh let's get started. So, My name is Dana Al-Ghazal. Thank you for the introduction, Ali. Um I've been in Qatar so long, long enough to remember vividly the opening of our first ever mall, the mall. I'm sure you remember yeah. that too. Yeah. Of course McDonald's too. I remember waiting in the car <laughs> to get oh. our takeaway. <laughs> um so I'm a third generation Doha child. This place is home for me. Mm-hmm. I went to Qatar Academy class of 2010. I then completed my undergraduate degree in Montreal and my master's in London uh, and when I finished that I rushed back to come back home. Uh I'm currently working at Qatar Foundation as you said with internal communications department and I'll actually be celebrating my 5 year work anniversary soon. 5 years. Yeah, time flies. Wow, time does fly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Talking about McDonald's, do you remember what year was that? I have no idea. I should ask my father though, but I remember getting in the car with him and he's like, "You have to try McDonald's. It's from America and they make the mm-hmm. best burgers and I'm going to order you the Big Mac." And that what I I was so confused, but I was also so excited. That's amazing. That's amazing. And do you remember the first social media platform that you were on cuz I I remember there were not a lot to choose from back in the day. Okay, so I had MySpace for about a month, but mm-hmm. um being a bit artistic myself i could never get my page just right it was black and pink originally but okay. then it kept changing i shut that down and then i you know what i was a bit of a late adopter flicker blew up in high school okay yeah i remember um, that yeah but i wasn't really too much of a photographer so my page was super weak i would just stalk people or look at other people's pictures uh and of course facebook that i was addicted to um i i remember asking for a camera because every outing had a facebook album believe it or not <laughs> you know you were talking about flickr and i think the the biggest limitation with flickr was that you know you need you need to have a very good camera cuz cell phone cameras back then weren't as great as they are right now so people were mainly relying on those digital cameras to you know get those pictures right and everything Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then that's when you saw from your friends who like really had amazing photography skills. Right, right, right. And 5 years you've been working for the internal communication, right? Correct. Do you think by, you know, again, we had this conversation earlier. Do you think that sort of like influenced um, you know, your decision to quit social media? And by the way, I read the article and I think it was extremely well written. and the fact that you know it made perfect sense it makes some some it had some very good points i'm going to pull that article in a second i'm going to quote you on a couple of things but while i do that tell us a bit about you know the fact that whether you know your your actual role 
within the organization influenced you to sort of quit and, you know, be more closer to the people who are around you? Um, I think here it's very, that's a, that's an interesting question, Ali. I didn't really think about it, but if I were to answer it and tell you, I don't think it had anything to do with my position at Qatar Foundation. And with this mm-hmm. conversation, I think it's important for me to state that my my stance on Instagram or what we're going to discuss is such a personal experience, like as a, you know, as, as me, Dana on Instagram, and we're not going to be talking about, you know, businesses and um, just other other aspects of Instagram, except my personal user experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I would say it's a completely separate topic than my role at work, because I'm I'm very good at disconnecting work from personal use of my social media platforms and so forth so i wouldn't say um that was what triggered me to kind of deactivate and if i were to ask like you did you find yourself having a lot of screen time did you find yourself getting easily distracted with you know those notifications or being very conscious about the amount of likes or the amount of attention that you you know you were getting perhaps on social media accounts um, you know what, Ali, like, now that I think about it, and I was asked a few times, what was it? Or what was the deciding factor that made you quit social media? And I've thought about it. And there really wasn't a definitive moment. It was a mm-hmm. work in progress without me realizing it. Um, I think I'm someone who's extremely observant and self reflective by nature. So I've been attentive to this whole social media phenomenon for a while now, how it exploded and essentially disrupted the dynamics of the world more than anything. And as I said, it's how it affected me on a personal level. So I've had all these internal thoughts that have been simmering for quite some time. And I would say they materialized during the pandemic. And that's what led me to pull the plug. So I don't know if you know, I actually temporarily relocated to London for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And while I was there without fail, I would religiously go on walks. Uh, This is something I picked up during lockdown. I then went on to call them my meditation walks. And basically, this is what it entails. One, walk alone to be alone. Two, when possible, walk in different directions to explore new neighborhoods and paths. And three, get lost in the music I was listening to. But last but not least, not take any calls, not answer any messages, and not check my phone, period. This was my time. So, wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a little rant, but I'm telling you the story of how this was a work in progress. Yeah, because so, I, while I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt over here, I'm just going to quote you on the article. I was wrapped in the cloak of invisibility, treading the world wide web without revealing my true identity. I think it's pretty similar to what you're talking about right now while going on the solo walks and everything. Did you find it extremely overwhelming, the amount of, you know, information that you were getting and you, you thought that it's taking away from your sort of like your own time that you can spend with yourself or with the ones around you and everything? Absolutely. I mean, it was it was these walks. And, and during this walk, I remember I stumbled across a, a studio. It's called Masterpiece and Peace, P-E-A-C-E. Mm-hmm. 
And on the door, it said something like, we practice mindfulness through painting. And I, I signed up immediately. I purchased an unlimited monthly pass. And I remember when I was there, I was overly excited. And by default, like literally autopilot here, felt so compelled to share this absolutely incredible studio with my friends and family, whether it was on WhatsApp or Instagram stories, like people, I've just hit jackpot. Look at this heavenly discovery in London. It's absolutely amazing. And I was snapping pictures after finishing my sketch on the canvas. I took pictures of that too. And I felt this need to share. And I was obsessing with all the wrong things things that go against what this this meditation walk was offering me or even painting you know and this idea of like sharing so much information and wanting to expose all aspects of your life that's what for me i would say consumed me in a way that i didn't feel like was healthy and i told myself like you know i i need to practice mindfulness in everything that i do because here i am in this beautiful in, in this beautiful space that i couldn't even if i wanted to capture the warmth or the sense of inspiration i was receiving from the other artists no caption or message would articulate the emotions i was experiencing it was something really simple you know but these are standards that i hold with such high regard so i told myself you know what i'm not publishing this place and every Every time I would go, I would switch my phone off and the level of focus or state of flow was something else. It's, it's really hard for people these days to completely disconnect or even partially disconnect from whatever is going on. I think information comes to you in several ways. It's like those arrows that are pointed towards you from coming from different directions. And I think the, the biggest tunnel that they come from is your something that you hold in your pocket for most of the day. And um, if if that was not the case, then, you know, someone else might tell you and, you know, that action or that conversation provokes you to, you know, pull your phone out of your pocket, you know, connect to the Internet. Because I'm honestly someone that's going to, as, you know, weird as it's going to sound, I disconnect a lot during the day. I know this is digitally speaking and everything, but I I do have this habit and my friends are like, you know, how do you do this? How do you disconnect from the Internet for like <laughs> such a long time, I think? I think my job requires me to stay connected to the internet most of the times. But I think when it comes to me spending time on social media myself, I think I have a good grip on it. And how do I trick this? I just disconnect from the internet and kalas. That's it. You shut the door on everything that is coming to you. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm so happy to hear that you're disciplined enough to disconnect. I think, yes, it's definitely a luxury nowadays, you know, but the screen time can be so consuming. It takes over and it takes over in a way where we don't notice it taking over. And if you just take a moment and pause and you're like, you know what, you just sit and ask yourself, like, how is this enriching me or adding value to my time? You know, is this how I want my time to be consumed? I'm mm -hmm. sure, you know, with you, with work, you get so consumed by it that you want, you know, it, it, you want to distance yourself from that and spend your time in a more valuable way. Um, and so the more that this happened to me personally, the more I realized, you know what, I, I think I want to really pull the plug. And I'm really enjoying this conversation. I'm sure I'm, the listeners are as well, whoever's listening the idea over here is, you know, why am I having this interview is not for people to quit social media, right? It's mainly to use it for the usage and that's it. 
Ali, you make such a good point. Like, you know, to all the listeners, this isn't an episode to like, you know, boycott Instagram, close all your Instagram accounts or social media platforms. I think what we're trying to uh, convey here is just use them, but use them in a disciplined way. Uh, for me personally, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's encouraged a lot of positive things too. The way we travel and explore the world within the palm of our hands, we see pictures of the hottest and most scenic spots from around the world. Another aspect is how it's truly diversified beauty standards also. But there's a flip side to all of this, you know, and um, I can tell you like once upon a time, all my hopes and dreams consisted of was becoming a fashion influencer but on Instagram, but I've changed. And that's because my priorities have shifted or better yet, maybe my, my values have become more powerful. But I can tell you personally speaking, and I know it's extremely subjective and this could change, right? That since getting off, my focus has improved significantly, my productivity too. I almost always feel like I'm in the right space and place. Nothing is distracting me. I'm not as anxious for the future or melancholic for the past, which is something Instagram was very good at making me feel. There's a sense of calm and effortlessness within me, especially socially, that I'm very much enjoying. So I think it's important for people to, to be aware of that. I just got lost in the conversation because I, I also think that social media, you know, you're posting something with the people on the other side of the screen, on the flip side of the coin, they're probably like, I don't want to say like judging you, but they their attitude is different towards you if they see something very specific. I think, you know, when you talk about social media influencers, and I had one of these episodes with Khalifa Al-Harun, and we were having this conversation, I'm like, you know, Khalifa, I think everyone influences everyone. Oh, plenty, Ali, plenty. And I couldn't agree more. And you said, you know, you're influenced by people. And I mentioned how there is this screen that's literally in the way of us and how we're unable to connect in a way that we were once able to, right? Uh, I mean, there's something artificial about it. I'm not sure if you know what I mean, but how can mm -hmm. we tilt the world towards more love and connection and inspiration like we're so connected on instagram it's mind-blowing but how is this platform really and genuinely inspiring love or sincere connection is it something that's become just convenient and sufficient for us to double tap and express like you know react to throw in some more emojis as a way to express or on the opposite effect, like, is this the type of love and connection and admiration and inspiration that we want to receive? And if we're mindful of this and we use it wisely, cautiously, or even consciously, then fantastic. In my eyes, you're insta-disciplined and winning. If you remember Nokia back in the day, they had this tagline, connecting people. And Nokia is, is something like back in the you know, last decade, they, they were dropping phones like every other month and everything it's great that you bring it up and i just got some flashbacks because you're right they used to drop phones all the time like every second month there was a new phone and do you remember when you would start the phone uh, apart from connecting people what their like logo or emblem was it was two hands reaching and like the fingertips touching one another and I found that visual to be just as powerful as their tagline, connecting people. And you know what, Ali, maybe they didn't survive or thrive because everything that, you know, that this like digital or social media world um, 
advocates goes against their own personal values and they're like you know what we don't want any of this we're about connecting people and we don't so we don't see this going too well um so it's uh yeah honestly like it's crazy they're they're not around anymore but when you think about it back then we were definitely much more connected in more meaningful ways than we are today Do you think of coming back at some point whether it's the, the you know there's a platform that these platforms are very smart so they always have a hook attached to it uh, whether it's Snapchat or TikTok or Instagram or whatever platform is going to come out like next year or the years after do you plan to come back on public at any time soon so you know what to go back to what i was saying like i'm living in the present right now and presently mm-hmm. i feel like i don't need it or care for it i can't forecast the future but like i once upon a time i i wanted to be a fashion influencer you know and i actually had two accounts one was a private one and one was a public one and now we're speaking in the context of personal usage right that if i were to launch a business i think that's a different ball game it's essential these days for your business to like it's part of the success equation i think to be part of instagram you know So but speaking for me um I don't sit or dwell about it right now there I'm sure there's a ton of stuff I'm missing out on there's no fear FOMO in missing out though there's been more joy of missing out that's been greater and that's why I I don't plan on coming back presently you know I remember whenever I had some time I would just go on Instagram and just mindlessly scroll through my timeline mm-hmm. is that what it's called or feed. Yeah. It's not being, it's, um, it's not that they still go timeline. So you're you still have a very good memory about Instagram. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. It's actually okay. only been 3 months. Um so let, talk to let's let's uh record another episode yeah. a year from now and we can de- do before and after see how, you know, the dialogue Deal. has evolved. But um yeah, for sure. So I I mean, I'm aware like that I am missing out, but anytime I do have time, I'll just go on Instagram web to visit all the artists or the content that I really enjoyed, you know, but it's on my my time, my terms. Again, the the idea over here is not to encourage you to quit social media. It's basically to discourage you using social media for things that, you know, are compromising your own time and uh, I think that there's there are two things that I want to share. Um uh, maybe unrelated but maybe also related and let them decide but i was actually listening to a podcast not too long long ago by Brené Brown uh, and it's called unlocking mm-hmm. us if i remember correctly it was with a dr murphy and during this episode they focus on the topic of loneliness and connection uh, i think this is relevant to share given the context of what the world has gone through with covid and mm-hmm. continues to go through So I mean the amount of people I know firsthand who were just stuck and suffering in helplessness for months. And this entire episode is basically dedicated to uh, loneliness and the physical and emotional toll that social disconnection can have on us. Okay, and I remember Dr. Murphy said something that gave me goosebumps. Uh he said that human connection heals in extraordinary ways and that he as a doctor who has written prescriptions for so many people over the years that there is nothing more powerful than love and there is no written prescription that can eclipse what love can do in the face of anything. 
Isn't that beautiful? And, you know, like, I think the second thing I wanted to share was I... Wow. Yes, I'm off Instagram, but the meaningful connections that I've, that have, you know, I've been able to focus on being off of Instagram. I mean, I had over 500 friends and family followers and I felt like I was kind of connected to all of them at once, but it wasn't the type of connection that I was looking for, you know? So uh, what shocked me the most after publishing my article was the amount of people it resonated with and like that touched my heart truly but also mm-hmm. the amount of people who said these exact words dana your article really made me want to delete my instagram account but i just can't do it i panicked i just can't i don't see myself doing it that alone just made me realize how much of a powerful force instagram has become like is this something that we need to address further Like, what is this authoritative power it has? How has it enabled this social pressure that we've just conformed to or grown so accustomed to? So I really hope people recognize or are able to understand they are repeatedly given the opportunity to to define themselves on or off the platform. When push comes to shove, just ask yourself, who am I? And don't ever be intimidated by artificial consequences. You're not going to lose friends if you're off Instagram. Um, you also don't have fake friendships because you are on on Instagram. Like it's just like this idea that no one needs to lead a life that's complicit in maintaining uh-huh. the status quo. The choice is always in our hands. So the one thing I've learned more than anything with this decision is that the the most reliable guide. To, cho- to choice is to follow whatever makes you feel happy and excited to get out of bed. I was waking up in the morning and checking my Instagram feed and falling asleep before checking my Instagram feed. I wake up in the morning now and I do breathing exercises. I'll play music that makes me feel good. I'll oh. dance while I'm getting ready because I have more time, you know. And before I sleep, I, I read. I've finished so many books since getting off of Instagram. So I hope that the compass is always, you know, self-compassion, love, joy, gratitude, things that make me feel most alive. And it's definitely not on Instagram right now. But like I said, who knows in a couple of years. (laughs) So Donna, talking about your early days, what is that one thing that you remember the most? Um, That also something that, you know, changed the type of person you are, some inspiring person relative that you met, you're like, I want to be like that person and everything. Do you remember that? You know, Ali, how we started this conversation, I said to you, I still remember when the mall first opened and the level of excitement within the Qatari community, or even when McDonald's opened. Like, it feels like it was yesterday. And I have no photographs, no recordings, no videos, nothing to go back to that it's, you know, so digitally archived and organized. And it's those moments where I was so present mm-hmm. and I was young then, right? So I wasn't uh, as, as, as alert as I am now. And I hope now, um, you know, I, I look back at these days and I remember just wow. the simplicity of it all, but just how, how precious they are to me, you know, and these memories as opposed to the memories I have on my Instagram and it reminds me of the highlights or even my photo gallery on this day a year ago, on this day a month ago. 
I feel like we're never really connected to now. So, and that, yeah. and that's exactly why I'm so connected to these memories because I was there fully, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally. And I hope to have more of these and to go back to, you know, that article that I mentioned, I think the one paragraph that made me feel so emotional writing was if I ever have kids, I really, really, really hope they can, you know, value these things and not just fall into this digital, uh, you know, I don't know, black hole to call it. To, to feel like they needed to be on TikTok. Like TikTok is a language I just don't speak, but on all these new platforms that are coming so that they feel like they need to be part of a community. No, like I really hope they know what it, what it truly means to connect to people. What was the screen time that, that was a wake-up call for you? You know what's funny? I had so much anxiety from the whole screen time thing that I switched it off because I didn't want to know When I saw it the first time and it put things into perspective, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to see this crap. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> and so I disabled it. And I don't know what my screen time is, but I feel it, right? I knew it was bad. And I feel the difference yeah. now when I've closed uh, Instagram because that was the only social media that I was using. But I, I honestly do feel the difference. My phone is not glued to my hip. Let's just start with that. <laughs> I'm glad they introduced the screen time feature. And because of that, we've gone from, you know, we're, it's curated maybe more mindful behavior. And that's promising. All right. With that, we have come to the end of our podcast, Anna. Thank you so much for enlightening us with all this information, sharing your experiences, the stories, those memories. I think... 20 years down the line, 15 years down the line, or whenever, inshallah, yani, when we're listening to this podcast, we will recollect so many great memories, not just us, but also the listeners, because it's going to be super relevant even then. Inshallah, we will. Thank you so much, Ali. I really admire how you're using this platform. Um, I hope, you know, the reach is there, definitely, and it influences people in a positive way. 